The Founders Podcast. Listen to the stories of how everyday extraordinary people start amazing businesses. Hear how they overcome the odds and find success in the entrepreneurial world. The up and down, the good and the bad, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Jordan Hansen and Brandon Minard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Founders Pod. I'm Jordan Hansen, and I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Minert. Hello, Brandon. Good morning. Good morning. And we are in the United Commercial Insurance Studio, and we're doing a mini episode, Founders Pod Mini. It's just Brandon and I, we're going to discuss topics, and today I have a topic for us. Brandon, have you heard of Reddit? I have heard of Reddit. Now, I've, I've spent many hours on Reddit. Many hours on Reddit. Sadly. And I know that you personally don't like to participate. Like whenever you have something to post on Reddit, you always give it to me. Yes. And I post on your behalf, which I like because then I get, you know, internet points. So, you know, my karma is increased because of you. And I think yes. that. Now, have you heard of FIRE, the FIRE movement? I ha- I don't think I have. Okay. So it stands F- for... F-I-R-E. That's right. Financial ind- Financially independent retire early is the idea. Okay. And there's a subreddit for it called FIRE. And those people are people that are trying to retire maybe with a half a million dollars or a million dollars. And they're just going to live very minimally with, you know, 30 to $40,000 on their um, interest or, you know, their returns on their stock. Okay. Now there's also a subreddit called fat fire, which is a little different. It's people that have high net worth. And so I think there's a lot of interesting questions in this subreddit. It's really thoughtful discussions a lot of time. It's people, you know, easily their net worth, um, you know, tens to hundred million. And they're talking about, you know, different interesting discussions. And there was a topic on there just this last month, and I thought it was really interesting, where some guy said, hey, you shouldn't do a tech startup, and you shouldn't start your own business. And he posed the question of, right now, baby boomers are at an amazing time where they want to retire. And a lot of them own these businesses that are maybe not super sexy, like a cool tech startup or the next you know, fancy thing, but they've been cash flowing for like 30 years. And so, and they want to get out of the business, and their kids don't want to take it over. And we kind of had an example here with, Mitch from Pools West. Um, now his son did take it over, but that's an example of a great business that's been working for 30 years and, you know, cash flow positive. I'm, I'm assuming he's living. And so uh, my question to you is if you right now, you have some businesses, two businesses, correct? And let's say you sold these businesses, you were done and you were going to do something else. Would you consider buying businesses rather than start your own? Yeah, that's a good question. <clears throat> I guess there's a few things to consider. Number one is the business lifestyle, right? Like I, I don't want a restaurant. I don't want to sure. work nights and right. weekends. I'm not going to, I'm not interested in that. I may not want blue collar landscape stuff. Okay. Now what if you don't, I mean, what if you're not doing it though? I mean, they already no. have crews running it. You just have to manage. Okay. You're going to come in there and manage it, maybe grow it and you know, Cash flow. That's really. a good question. I, I guess I'm I'm more comfortable or, or familiar with office type of businesses, sure. right? Clerical, uh-huh. Yeah, clerical type. So maybe. Would I buy a business? You know, if I if I had access to ten options, right? And I'm not forced to buy any of them. You know, because sometimes when you're if you leave your job and you're looking to buy a business, you just you have to push the the issue a little bit. And so you're kind of forced into one that you may not love. You're saying as in like you're you're kind of a little more desperate, not desperate, but yeah, yeah you kind of have to make a decision yeah. versus you. It's like, okay, I have some options. right now. I don't, I don't have any desperation to buy one that I don't love. So I can wait around. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'd buy one. You know, the thing that worries me about buying a business is a couple of things. One, I, I've, I've been a part of 
operations where you, you come in and you're the new person and you've, you're trying to establish a culture that may be different than the one that existed when you, before you came in. And it's difficult to do. I mean, it's a huge push to get, and I, and I consider myself a stronger personality. And so it's a, it's a huge push to get people now to look to me and have the right culture that I want to have. Right. And you typically have to have some turnover in there. Right. And that's painful and that's hard and that means change. And so in some, in some aspects, you're, you're better off starting from scratch, but the sales portion is incredible. I mean, building sales is incredibly difficult for any business. And when somebody talks to me about a business, the first thing I want to know is how are you getting sales? Where are you going to get revenue? Where are you getting revenue? How difficult is that process? Right. Because the easier the process, okay, well then we can figure everything else out. And so if they have sales and they have a robust history of sales to where you can influence more or less sales, depending on what you want. Yeah. That would be really attractive to me. Cause that part sucks. It's hard. That beginning part of the business. Um, it was not easy for you. It's hard. It's yeah. hard for almost, it's hard for everybody. Almost it's hard for everybody. Right. Most of the time. I don't think it's very rare. The person just falls into people yeah. trying to give them money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a guest on here who would kind of buy physical therapy practices. That's right. Yeah. Kevin. Holzer. Yeah. Versus start them from scratch. And, you know, I see, I see the benefit of that. I also, you know, he, he talked a lot about partnerships and we can talk about that on a different mini. Right. But, you know, buying, I've just been more of a self-starter. And so buying never had the attraction to me that it would, you know, I'd come up with an idea and I think, oh man, that could really work. Right. right. And you're, you're kind of an idea guy, which makes it, there's a lot of people that that's a struggle. Like, oh, I can't yeah. think of an idea. And so I think buying is maybe more attractive for them. And you're an idea guy, so maybe that makes it less attractive for you because you're like, well, I have ideas. I can yeah. start it myself. Yeah, and, you know, the problem with that is sometimes those ideas aren't good <laughs> or won't work, <laughs> It's right? not proven, right? It's not proven. Yeah, this yeah. business that's been around for 30 years, it's, it's proven that it's going to work. I have a friend who just bought a business. Let's call him. Can we call him? Can't. Let's do it. What's his name? His name is Zach Bellows, and he is in North Carolina. All right. We don't know, by the way. Zach is not. There's no heads up here. We'll see if Zach even answers. Wait, we're not, I can't hear it ring. Are we Bluetooth? Oh, that, turn up the volume here on the. <coughs> hey, Zach, can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Hey, Zach. So this is Zach Bellows. Zach, I'm here with my co-host, Jordan Hansen. And Zach, you're on the Founders Podcast live. Hey, Zach. Surprise. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for answering. So, Zach, this is a different format of the Founders Podcast. We're actually doing a mini where we discuss topics that are interesting to us. And the topic brought up today is, would you rather buy a business or start one from scratch? And that's, that's the okay. conversation we're discussing. And, and I just said, look, I have a friend who just bought a business. And Zach, I wanted to pose the question to you and you can respond to it. Looking back, would you do anything different than, so you recently bought a, a masonry company two years ago. And assuming none of your employees right. are listening will, or will ever listen to this podcast, would you do it differently? Would you rather have started a business from scratch or gone the route you went and bought an existing business? Um, I, I would, can, uh, knowing what I know today, I would still would have bought a business rather than start one from scratch. So what was the... For a number of reasons, but... Yeah, yeah discuss those reasons. Yes. Uh, well, one was just for me and my personal situation and where I wanted 
to be. So, uh, you know, I'm uh, not just starting my career. I have four children. And so part of the reason for buying business was being able to uh, pull a paycheck. And um, the downside of that is obviously leveraging the net worth that I had built up throughout my career over time to be able to do that was the downside. But I thought that would be, from a personal point of view, uh, the easiest transition in terms of family life would to be buy a business that uh, has cash flow and would allow me to pay myself day one. So uh, really, it's kind of you give up some net worth to trade in, a, in exchange for less risk because this is a business that maybe has a proven track record and you know you're going to be able to get paid versus starting something where it's more in the air. Is that correct? Am I understanding that right? Yeah, that's right. I think it a little bit has to do with my personality as well and uh, my background to get to this point. I, I don't um, I don't necessarily think one is better than the other, but for me in my situation and even looking back over the last two years, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't do anything different, but I would still buy a business uh, today if I could talk to myself two years ago rather than start one from scratch. And, and what's been the most difficult part of buying a business that you may not have experienced starting one from scratch? Oh man, that answer could take all day. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, just summarizing uh, it, what do you think? I think there's a lot of pressure to keep it going and produce day one uh, of a business that already has a track record of success. So, you know, there's maybe some, uh, personal questioning going on of if you can really do it like the last guy did it. And, uh, you know, making sure you went over the employees was another thing that uh, weighed on me at the beginning is, uh, you know, you want as little transition, uh, at least in those critical employees as possible, because ultimately they're a huge part of the business's success as well. And, um, yeah, I think just the, um, you know, we talked previously, Brandon, I think a lot of it just kind of self-inflicted pressure to um, force, force success and growth from day one. It, 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 there's no runway. There's no, hey, I'm going to have a customer within three months. Here's my rollout plan or my come to market plan. No, you're, you're in the market and uh, you need to transition all your current customers. You need to win new customers and you need to learn how to be a business owner at the same time. Yeah. And Zach came from a traditional career. He actually worked in the tech industry. So Zach did exactly what Jordan, my co-host, presented to us. He was working in the tech industry with Adobe. And he purchased from, I guess, a retiring baby boomer that didn't have someone else to, you know, a child to run it or whatever. He purchased a successful masonry company from a retiring gentleman who wanted to leave the market. And so Zach went from kind of clerical position to a blue collar position in a new land, in a new country, in, in a, a new, new state. <laughs> so he moved across the country to do that. And so it was an interesting scenario that Jordan brought up to me that I thought, you know, that's exactly what Zach did. So thank you for your input. You're welcome. Thanks for awesome. calling. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Talk to you later. Yeah. So really probably comes down. I think it's just something that people should consider. Yeah. And I think, I think the point you make is interesting in that, you know, some people think, well, who doesn't, who has a company and doesn't have a retirement plan or a succession plan? Well, a lot, a lot, a lot of people, huge amount. Right. And, 
if you start looking, and I think if you're going to buy a business, I, I just think you need to be willing to walk away from a deal because there's, when somebody is selling their business, they're going to sell you the most beautiful part of their business. That's right. Just like anything. Yeah. And, and when you get into the weeds, there's always going to be problems. And sometimes those problems are bigger than you can handle. Right. And so it's very difficult to see what problems are in that business before you're in it and running it. And you have to expect that there's going to be big problems that they will not tell you about. Right. Dude, no, it doesn't matter how good your due diligence is. You won't find it. You won't find you it. Have to, you have to be able to solve those problems. And so I just think if you're willing, if you want to go down that pathway, you can't just look at the numbers and say, I'm going to walk in and day one, make a salary that they see on paper. I'm going to have to work my, you know, right. My rear off just to get the backing of my employees, the confidence of the current customer base and all of the different things that go involved with it. It's difficult to do that unless you're just buying the name. All right, here we have called one of the guests. We have on the phone, Brett Hughes, calling him live. Hello, Brett. Oh, great. This doesn't sound good. <laughs> Brett, we need to ask you a question. We're going to ask you a question. Yeah. We're, going to, we're going to set up a scenario because we thought of you because you've had some experience in this field and we wanted to get your opinion. So we're doing a mini podcast for the Founders Pod. And the conversation topic today is building a business from scratch or buying a business. Okay. okay. And the, the scenario is to you, if we, Brad, if we were going to come to you and say, okay, we're really interested in you being involved in this. Would you want to start a business from scratch or would you want the approach to, Hey, we're going to buy this business. Which one's better? I, I would rather buy just because like starting from scratch is so dang hard. Like, and you, I just feel like sometimes like the beautiful part of starting from scratch is that you're so naive and so dumb that you're like, Oh, we'll just do it and just push through. But it's so much harder than you would have thought. So buying existing just seems like you got to work the kinks out, but man, at least a machine is rolling, you know, and then you just have to figure out what you're going to put your spin on there. So the, the conversation was there are baby boomers that are retiring out that don't have a, a, a succession plan. And so yeah. there are opportunities out there to take over businesses from people that have been running it for 10 or 15 or 20 years. Is that an opportunity that you see is intriguing for entrepreneurs or is it something to where if you were going to give counsel, you would tell them, go start it on your own? No, I would say that's, so I've actually said that a number of times to people. Like I'm like, and it's kind of on the same path. It's like, find the smartest person you know, like the best entrepreneur you know, and ask him what his second or third best idea is. Because I'm like, they might have one ready to go, be willing to fund it for a percentage. But on the, the exact same vein is this idea of like these guys retiring. And it's, yeah, 100%. Like I can think of a few right off the bat. Like they're not necessarily like really like sexy businesses, but they're, but they're lucrative and they don't have anything set up. Like these guys might take like, like a contract, they might, they might start like dishing off equity here and there once you've proven yourself, or you can just figure out a way to, to buy it if you can bring in financing. See, I have heard you say that to me before in the past. Which I part? The, the part where you're like, find, find one of the smarter people, you know, the best entrepreneurs, you know, and ask yeah. them what their second or third idea is. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just think it's a, I think it's a great move. Uh, the other thing I would do is I would hit up business brokers like crazy because so many of these guys have, um, they have a really good pipeline of things that are coming down the pipe, you know, that they haven't really listed yet or actually marketed, but there's people who are like reaching out to them saying, Hey, in the next five years, be ready, you know, and then you just assure the business broker, I'm going to give you a fee. If you can connect, give me a, if you can connect me, I'll give you, I'll pay your fee, you know? I think one of the downsides of buying is there's always skeletons in the closet. Like you're always dating them and they look prettier than they actually are. Once you get involved in the business and they take and they leave, you take over, you find all of the ugly, you know, warts that the business has. And that that's always been something that's kind of made me queasy about buying a business. And, and also to your point, due diligence is, is impossible. Like it is impossible. Like right. I know of a deal right Lord. now that, that's blowing up and a brokerage was buying a smaller brokerage and um, they had special, they had special fee structures. And the broker she was buying it was like, no, you didn't tell us about the special fee structures. Like we're not into that, you know. And there's all sorts of due diligence that you just can't figure out until you actually have people acquired. Yeah, that's awesome. Good, good thoughts, Brett. So your 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 yeah. position is to buy a business. Got you. We got you on the record. Yeah, buy a business. I totally would. Hundred percent. All right. Thanks, Brett. Later. Thanks, Brett. Yeah. All right. Now it's time to call Mark Moss. Mark. Let's see if he answers. He said he would. He's he not prepared uh, uh, by the question, but he knows that we are going to be calling him. Did you say we, or did you say, hey, can you take a call? Um, just he has no idea. He has no idea that we're calling. He just knows that you. So yep. we, we could get an interesting intro. Yes, absolutely. It could, it could be colorful. It probably will yeah. be. Absolutely. We're using uh, advanced technology here, making phone calls from Google Meet. Yes. Hello, Mark. Hmm. Hey, Mark. Uh, thanks for answering, Mark. Coming to you live with my co-host Jordan Hansen from the Founders Pod. Hey, Mark. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> uh, Mark, we got to present to you a scenario. Want to see your opinion on it? Okay. Okay. So we're doing a, a different type of episode, and this is a what we call a Founders Pod Mini, in that we explore different conversations or topics that are interesting to us. And the one scenario that we're gonna get your opinion on is if we were going to come to you and say, we want to start a business. Mm -hmm. Would you rather start that business from scratch or buy an existing business? Whoa. Okay. Good question, man. I don't know. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, I have started, am I on? Am I actually on like some you are sort of on recording the, or something? Yeah, we're recording right now. Yep. So Okay. Right on. Um, okay, so I have started my own business, um, and I'm in the process of building that business. Um, I honestly, I think I'll have a better answer for you in like three years, <laughs> because that's the amount of time that I've anticipated that it'll get me to where I really want to be financially. Um, uh, that you know, that said, I think it's uh, I think you could have success both ways. I've gone the route of uh, starting my own business mostly because. Uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't put a lot of thought into buying another business. I've, I think there's something for me. I think there's something pretty cool about starting something from scratch, completely new and making it your own and, and making it the way you want it to, to be. Not saying you couldn't do that buying someone else's practice 
in my circumstance, I'm a physical therapist, so I'm sure you could buy a practice and mold it to what you want to be. But, you know, when I, when I look back 30 years from now and see the practice that I've started and potentially multiple practices and whatnot, I think starting from scratch is pretty cool, pretty neat. Um, but there's growing pains. I mean, this, this first year, I'm not quite at, at a year in, um, but, you know, there's financial um, difficulties with starting from scratch and as far as um, having a, everything starting from scratch, from, from attaining clients and patients to billing and um, getting insurance um, contracts and everything set up. Whereas if you bought a, a, an established practice, you'd, those things would be in place a little bit easier and a little bit better. Um, but I don't know if you, if you're taking a vote, I guess my vote would be start from scratch just because that's where the path I'm on right now. And, the and the main reason would just be to be able to completely start from, from, from nothing and, and build it to what you want it to be. And I think that's a kind of cool thing. That's my vote. <laughs> Our listeners, Mark is a physical therapist. That's right. Now I have a question, Brandon, a lot of people we have called about this and talked to about this, including yourself. Um, they're already established business people. You, you already have an established business. It's been going for a while. We just talked to Brett Hughes, has a business he's been doing for a while. And Mark's in this place. And Mark, I'm like in the same place as you where we have this business we've started. And I can understand yeah. wanting to build your own thing. Like that is like an ownership. That's kind of a cool thing. Brandon, if you hadn't started United Commercial Insurance, do you think you'd still want to buy first? Okay, but look at Mark. If Mark's like, in three years, I want to, I want to be at a certain location. What if you said, okay, Mark, Give me money and you'll be there today, right? Like give me all the money that I'm requiring and you'll have to pay down that debt, but you'll be where you want to be in three years. You'll be there today. But he didn't do it himself. Like something to prove yourself. I can do it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly an aspect of that, but you know, at the same time, like where you're at in your life, you know, you cut three years. It's like adopting a kid. It's like, you don't have to go through the no potty baby steps or the, or <laughs> well, the I, potty train and all that stuff. It's like, look, I'm, hey, I'm still on here. I don't know if you guys knew that. And it, <laughs> speaking of work, I got to get to a, I do have a patient here. Um, oh. I got to get to, but um, I will say, I totally understand. And if you're looking at it from sure, from purely a, a dollars and cents thing, um, ultimately, if you were to, so if I were to buy a practice, the amount of money that it would cost me to, to, to buy a practice where I believe I'm going to be in three years would be a significant amount of money. Right. And it would take me a decent amount of time to pay it back. Right. So I don't think it's as easy as just saying like, Oh, you just, you drop, you, you have this practice that you want. It's, it's flowing, whatever. I'd have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'd have to pay back. Right. Whereas where, you know, where I did this now, I still finance, so I don't have to pay anyone back other than myself. But um, but this, the the investment up front was significantly, I think, less. So I don't think it's as easy as clear clear cut as what you're saying, Brandon. But I totally get it. I mean, if you're if you're just talking about paying bills and making money, and um, that's the only thing, then yeah, buying it. But you know, and there's less risk, right? If I bought a practice that was 20 years, you know, you know, it's there. The location worked. Everything's going well. Um, I'm taking a risk. I mean, I've taken a risk to start a practice where no one has had a practice before. Um, it's going well so far, but um, there is risk involved for sure. Yeah. But I see both sides of the issue. I'm going to vote for starting fresh, but I totally understand the other one, and I got to get out of here. But thanks for calling, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, see Mark. We'll see you. Right. Hey. Okay, so my First, point is it's funny that he didn't know he was still on because, like, we were like, I know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're still talking to him. Um, I just, my, my point is, so 
when you're saying when you're saying oh, i, I want to be in a certain place in three years you, you can be there right yeah. and you can take a shortcut to that and and say your goal is to build to three or four or five clinics well you don't have to wait the three or four or five years to get there and start down that road yeah and and i'm not even advocating for buying because I talked to the first guest we had, Zach Bellows, quite a bit, and there's equal amount of problems buying a business as there is starting that exact same business from scratch. And doubt is the the problem. I mean, at least you eliminate no, some doubt then. No, so so Zach, for example, he had twenty plus employees. Okay, well Zach has to come in and and change that culture. Yeah, you know the owner was seventy two when he retired. Well. For the past 20 years, he's run that business one way. You're never going to run it the same way. Yeah. And your expectations are going to be different. And so for you to come in and change the expectations and change the culture is such a heavy lift that from that aspect, starting from scratch is much, much easier, right? Yeah. Of course, if you're going to be a holding company and just buy the company and have the profits, Okay, well then that's that's much easier. So you're saying you're not gonna? I mean, you're taking the owner out, but they still have a manager. You're not going to be the manager day to right. day in there. They they already have a manager in place. Let's say, for example. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you have somebody to manage that, and you know Terry Scully, sort of did it that way. Yeah, that's right. Where, you know, he's buying these things and 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 collecting the net, and passing it all up to the, the to parent. the you know, parent company and, you know, not having to deal with the nitty gritty of the day-to-day -day stuff. And so it kind of depends for me. I mean, Brett Hughes, he's not going to be in the day-to-day. -day. Mark is going to be in the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. And so I guess it depends where you're coming at it from so and where you want. Your response then is it depends. Is that your response? Can you not make, you don't feel like you can make it. Let's say your next business, would you more likely to buy? Oh, I would never do it from scratch. I, okay. uh, I don't, I, I guess I can't not. say never, probably not. But if somebody came to me out of college and I would recommend they go from scratch. Just because of the learning and you can set the culture, all that. Exactly. Yeah. You can control a lot more and you have a runway for mistakes or for success. So you could build the, the experience that you're getting from that far outweighs the shortcut you get to financial success, I guess. Right. So, so it's almost like you're saying everyone should buy it. If, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you should be starting your own business at least once, at least once, at least once. If you're going to be doing the day to day of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's an, you know, and I had a teacher in college that said every single person to start a business at one point in their life, even if they never continue with it, but the experience and the lessons that you learn from that pretty valuable. Yeah. Pretty valuable thing that you do. So yeah, my vote would, you know, I think I would never have been able to just start with a buying a business. I want, I want the pride of having built my own, like, like what Mark said, be able to look back and say, Oh, I did that. That's something I've created out of nothing. Um, and, but I could totally see the next business, like, cause it sucks. It's really hard to go through this phase when you just, it feels like so much doubt questions. Like, is this right? Is this right? All the time, because you don't know, you're just making it up. Um, but, and the second one, having that eliminated, we're like, oh, they already have cash flow. Okay. Well, we know something's working at least. And that kind of eliminates that doubt right there. Obviously there's going to be pain either way, but yeah, I think it's kind of choosing the type of pain you want. That's and right. this, yeah. at this point in my career, I guess I, I would want to buy it because I don't want to do the day to day. Yeah. 
you know, I, I would rather have it be established and take it and build off of something I already have going. And maybe you can set vision, right? You're gonna have like an operations manager, yeah. but you're gonna be able to set vision, which so you can help it grow by your vision. But uh, the day to day is gonna be run by your whatever president, whoever CEO, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you know, it does depend on the market, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if the market, like, if the market for physical therapy clinics is high at the moment, well, then yeah, if interest rates are high on a home, I may not buy a new house for a bit. Wait till right. they come down. But you know, if 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 baby boomer generation, if they're all retiring out and there's a surplus of businesses up for grabs, then there's opportunities out there that you could take advantage there of you and go. grow your, and, and so those are opportunities that there's certainly you have a component. To, yeah. To think about yeah. that too. You got, it's not just that we're saying, you know, if, if all, obviously if there's a good deal and we're not saying like a, you know, you're taking advantage of someone, but right. it's something that no. makes sense. Like you're seeing something like, Oh, wow, this is a good deal. I probably, because this guy wants to get rid of it. He's ready to be done. So I can really get a good deal on this. And it's a great business. Yeah. And one thing that I would point out as well is I've talked to so many and done it myself, Excel millionaires <laughs> where you look at a business and you say, Oh, I just need to buy a subway store. Yeah, sure. Right. And have like five of them and look at this number in Excel times five. Right. Easy. And it's easy. And you fall into that trap where you say, you just see a number at the bottom of the page and you don't understand the work that goes into that number. And you're sort of lulled to sleep and you just think, Oh, if I buy this business, I'm past that the riches. Exactly. That will produce widgets and those widgets will give me money and I can golf every day. No problem. And that is such an absolute false narrative. If that's the thing that you're selling to yourself to buy a business, you're not going to be successful in that business. You really won't be. I mean, you have to put a ton of time and effort into making anything successful. Right. Success doesn't want to become easy route. I, yeah. I wonder how many people we could find that were like, actually, I was the luckiest person. And there's, I'm sure, you know, there's a few exceptions to this rule, but by default, everyone, you're going to have to work. Everyone's going to have to work. Maybe like a hedge fund child. Yeah, right. Well, I, you I know? Mean, let's say a successful business owner, right? They started yeah. something and they just happened to hit it at the exact right time. They barely had to do anything. And then someone bought them. That would be it. Because otherwise, they're either going to have growing pains or you have to figure out how to grow. Maybe people in the dot-com dot bubble. Yeah, it was great until, until it popped, right? Then yeah, well, if you got out right before, right? right? Exactly. I mean, Your you, timing would have to be yeah. perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting topic. It is definitely, and and I think it's something that has to be weighed on both sides. But yeah, it's good to talk about and, and review because uh, when you're an entrepreneur looking to get into things, that's the probably the first bridge you got to cross. Right. Buy, build do. versus buy. Build versus buy. Thanks for listening to the Founders Podcast. Be sure to follow the host on Twitter. Search at Jord B. Hansen and at Brandon Minot to discuss more. Also, be sure to visit thefounderspod.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.